from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into another episode of the Huskers Radio Network podcast. I'm Jessica Cootie, and this Nebraska men's basketball team has ignited Husker Nation. They've been doing something special, won three in a row, four of their last five, a couple in overtime, a big one on the road, and it has taken everybody. It's been all hands on deck, everybody contributing and doing their part, and one of the guys that's making big contributions here as of late is Sam Hoiberg. Man, how now that you've had a day to reflect upon it, how did yesterday feel? Yeah, I mean, that, that's what I've been dreaming of my whole life is to be in those situations. So I kind of just had to take a step back today just to look at it from the outside, and it's, it feels even better looking at it from that angle. You know, a Coach was talking last night how when the two starters went down and he said, hey, we, people were saying, well, what could have been? But he is talking to you guys about well, what could still be. Mm-hmm. At what point did you guys as, as collectively as a group think, okay, we could still do something special? Yeah, I mean, we had our moments in the games when we were losing. We, I think we lost three straight games after E-Man went down. And then it kind of looked rough there. We lost them all pretty badly. But we had moments where we played well, stayed with – we were down eight in the second half against Maryland. We could have came back in that game. But I think just one thing we just really talked about was having belief and just keeping belief. And we knew that – in order for us to have success, we needed to believe. So we started doing that, and then Penn State got the win, and then we really started to believe. So that's what's changed it all. You've been a part of a lot of basketball teams throughout your life. You've been around basketball your whole life. How much fun is this team, this team this year? Yeah, this is definitely the most fun I've had playing basketball. I mean, these guys are all, we're all really close. We all cheer for each other. There's no jealousy or any of that. So just having that great culture has made it all the more fun and now that we're having success hopefully we can continue it and just keep having more fun i know it's been documented that uh you know it was on the way back from penn state i believe when when manuel went down and coach said hey we're, we're gonna need you and but what made you ready for that what made you confident that you were you could step into that role yeah i mean it's all been about the work that i put in all season all last year i knew that i wanted to put myself in a position where i'd be ready if my name was called so it was all that preparation. Uh, I knew I'd, I was ready to play skill-wise. I was good enough physically. And then it was all about mental preparation from there. Talked to my brothers a lot. Jack, who helped me a ton. I called him for probably about an hour before the Northwestern game. And he just, he'd been in that same situation. So he gave me some tips. And I just thought about it. Like, I've dreamed about this, being in this situation my whole life. I can't look back on it after being like say I played scared and didn't do well and then was thrown back out of the rotation I I couldn't go out there and play bad so I knew that I just had to play with no no pressure on me so got that out of my head and played pretty well what was the best piece of advice Jack gave you well so he started a game at Nebraska and he said one thing he said was that Cassius Winston and Xavier Tillman told him two starters on that team they said this is the easy part Practice is the hard part. The games is where it's fun and it's easy. So, yeah, that kind of stuck with me when I was playing. That's awesome. Well, we heard Derek say last night how hard you go and practice. Too hard sometimes. They get mad at you, right? And then we heard the McGowans in their video calling you Seatbelt Sam. So how did you get that nickname? Tell us about what your approach was to practice to, to have that kind of respect from these guys. That nickname is new. I've never heard that before <laughs> last night. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I was playing on the scout team, one of my goals was to 
get the guys pissed off by playing really hard on defense and annoying them, making them turn the ball over, and that's what I did quite a bit. So, and, and our our scout team guys are still doing that. So, I think those guys will be ready if they get their name called. But yeah, that's that's where that's come from. Me playing too hard. Is, making them play bad in practice. I love it. So at that point, I mean, coming in here and knowing that you were going to have to play that role, and, and I know you said that it might take a few years for you to get in the rotation, but why did you approach that, you know, that role so, I guess, um, determinedly that you wanted to, to really take that role serious and do whatever you could on the scout team? Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to do whatever I could to put myself in a position to play, and I knew that if I played as hard as I could in practice, it would translate. Um, I didn't want to just have like just not play full in practice and then I want to get much out of it. Uh, scout team really helped me develop as a player and just that the way of playing hard it, if you keep doing that you're going to do it in a game. If you do it in practice you'll do it in a game. So yeah just working hard in practice it's translated well for me. What's it been like growing up as a coach's son and all the different stops that your dad's been at and, and all of that? Yeah I mean it's difficult at times, especially when the teams are struggling. Like Chicago was the first real time that we had those struggles because Iowa State was basically all just really good. So that was, it's a lot of fun when you're doing well. But uh, yeah, the Chicago and the first few years here were, they're were pretty tough. But I always had faith in my dad as a coach. So I knew he'd get things turned around and playing for him just assured that for me. And I knew that he still is going to be able to turn it around. So seeing that now is just, it's really cool to see. You grew up in it and you probably had heard it your whole life. Hey, you know, your dad's a really good coach. But at what point did you realize that yourself that, hey, my dad's a really good coach, like different than others? Yeah, I really started realizing it when I started playing for him because I didn't look at the game that analytically or that from like a coach's view, I guess you could say, until I got here. And like his, his offensive mind, he's just genius and he just makes great adjustments in games. So, yeah, I, I was able to tell pretty quick. Wow. Uh, why did you, when did you make the decision that you wanted to play for him and walk on here? Yeah, so it was my, I think it was April after my senior season was over. Um, I was getting recruited by some schools, but I didn't have any offers and I didn't want to wait around till like it was basically too late to go to those schools. So I was like, hey dad, what, what do you think about me playing here? And I knew that I, I really just wanted to develop as a player and then maybe transfer out. That was my initial plan but yeah just I got a lot better last year and then just continue to keep working hard so that's put me in this position to hopefully be able to be a good player here for a long time. So what has it been like playing for your dad then? I mean it wasn't I couldn't really speak on that until now like until these last few games because I didn't really play for him in my eyes just doing the practice stuff but now being able to play for him it's just it's it means more I talked about this with a lot of people it just means more playing for your dad so it's just it's an awesome feeling to be able to provide a moment where i mean you've had a couple of really game-changing moments game ceiling moments and overtimes to be able to provide that for your team but then also for your dad mm -hmm. i mean what does that feel like it just makes it better like i said it just means a lot more and just being part of the success with him this time and not just being in the crowd and then being happy for him after the game. Now I'm a part of it with him, so it, it's really cool. Do you want to coach? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of debating right now because my dad would advise against it just because <laughs> it's so stressful. But uh, I either want to I want to go into like TV commentating stuff or coaching. Nice. Still haven't decided yet after hopefully playing pro for a bit. Maybe we can get you involved yeah, here. Yeah, that'd be great. The Huskers Radio Network. Well, take me back. Okay, 
overtime and well just some of the bigger moments that you, you we were talking before we started recording about how loud it was inside Pinnacle Bank Arena but was there a couple different moments in the win over Maryland that you were like oh wow this is pretty crazy in here yeah the case a three at the start of overtime I it sounded like thunder in there that was incredible um and I, I feel like I couldn't really take it in when I got that steal because I was just so focused on the game at that point that I couldn't take in the crowd noise or anything. But I think when Young was bringing, or yeah, I think Young was bringing the ball down after I got the steal and I was getting ready to play defense, it was crazy loud, and I knew that would throw them off too. So I was, that was really good. What's going through your mind when you get that steal? Don't well, miss it. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about missing because my shoe, I kind of like it kind of rolled a little bit in my, it almost felt like my sh foot was going to pop out of the shoe. So I was more worried about my shoe breaking than missing the layup. And people told me I should have dunked it. I had absolutely zero thought in my mind to dunk that. So <laughs> yeah, just, just lay it in and get the two points. Did you realize at that moment, like, I mean, you get the steal, how big that moment was to, to make that play at that moment? It, honestly, not really. I didn't really click until I saw we were up three with, like 25 seconds left or something that's when it kind of clicked but when I was doing it it just felt like a normal fast break layup. Casey you, you mentioned his big three and the way he's just playing out of his mind which he had to work very hard for his 20 yesterday but five straight 20 point games what's gone into his offensive explosion here over these last five games? Just opportunity I think with the guys going down he's got way more rain to be the main focal point in this offense with Derek and He's just thrived in it, and that it, it doesn't surprise me. Or you can ask any of the other guys that they're not surprised by how Casey is performing. We wouldn't consider him to be playing out of his mind because we see this in practice all the time. He's just that talented offensively. So, I'm sure you had to match up with him a time or two in mm -hmm. practice, right? Yeah, he's the hardest person I've ever had to guard. Really? Yeah. Why? He moves so good off the ball. I mean, he'll even like a, he'll just give you a little shove to start running off the screen, and you chase him, and then you're late, and then he's already doing something to get open. So. Just his ability to create shots and move off the ball, it just makes it super hard to guard. And his release is so quick. Yeah. I mean, where does that rank among some of the quick releases that you've ever faced? I mean, he it, he gets it off really quickly, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the guy at Penn State, Andrew Funk, has maybe the quickest release I've seen, but K-State's right up there with, with guys like that. He's so well-liked in the locker room. Why is that? Oh, he's just got a great personality. He's always happy, always smiling, always cracking jokes, especially with Oleg. Uh, and then he just—he's just—you don't expect a guy that looks like him to go out there and drop 30 on Big Ten teams, and then he does it. And he has so much fun doing it. But he, when he gets—he doesn't act big time or anything. He's just—he's just having fun. So that's—that's that's what makes him so likable. All right, your rebounding yesterday was absolutely had to have it. Uh, it was a time when. Maryland was starting to out-rebound, and then you were the guy down there pulling down the boards. Uh, did you realize, okay, I got I to gotta provide that spark at that point? Yeah, that, so we actually looked at these practice stats uh, probably a week and a half ago. We looked at our rebounding numbers, and I was like, I was middle of the pack on the team, and I, I was thinking, like, I, like, I think I had six the first game, so that was pretty good, and then I kind of didn't get as many the next few games, and I thought I could definitely get more boards if I just attacked like look to get it more and that's what I was doing yesterday I told myself before the game even that I was going to try to attack the board so hopefully I can keep getting re rebounds like that 
So, again, your dad was in here on his coach's show a few weeks ago, and he was talking about Emmanuel Bandamel and how even when his shot wasn't going down, he still just makes a, such a huge impact on the game by what he does defensively. And I jokingly asked him, did you, was that the case for you? And he's like, no, if I wasn't scoring, my butt was on the bench. So where did you learn how to play defense and rebound if your dad didn't do it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I got to give credit to my high school coach and uh, just – at Hinsdale Central, he he was just a hard-nosed coach. Was not like a, not like similar to my dad in coaching. Like practices were super hard. Like defense was the main focus. Focus, and I think he made me a lot mentally tougher in that. And then I just started getting better defense playing for him. And then as I kept playing, just kind of kept playing good on defense. People started to notice it. And, then that, that kind of made me get more of a defensive identity, so I wanted to keep that up. And I don't think people expected that when I started playing here, but just knowing that I can guard these guys and it doesn't matter if my shot's falling or not, I can still affect the game, that's, that's a big thing for me. You have knocked down some big shots and very confidently, no hesitation. So how much confidence do you have, too, in those moments when this team really needs a, a couple big buckets that you've provided? Yeah, I mean, my jump shot is the one thing that I've worked on the hardest since I've got here. I was already, a, I've been a pretty good shooter my whole life, but I wanted to just get it to another level. And I, I'm still working on getting the confidence in games to say, shoot the ones that CJ and Casey are taking. But I, that's what I want to work towards, and I'm still working to get there. But yeah, right now it's just hitting the open ones, being ready whenever I have a look, and not turning down ones that is a good shot for the team. And I know I can make them when I'm open because I'm very confident in my ability to shoot. So yeah, that's where that comes from. Was there a moment that you realized, like a specific moment, or was it over time that you're like, okay, I can play at this level, I can contribute to this team? Yeah, I would say probably second half of last year, I was playing scout team. I was starting to play pretty well. I think I had a, I had a practice where I was on the Ohio, I think it was the Ohio State scout, and I, I was like six of six for three, and they're guarding me like really hard because I was the scout on that guy. So I, I just got a lot of confidence from that, and I started playing really well the rest of the year. And then that that was kind of the time where I thought, okay, I'm good enough to play with these guys. And then going into the off season, we were playing pickup games. I was some of the games I was the leading scorer in pickup games, and I was like, yeah, I think I can play with these guys. So it came at the end of last year. I mentioned it earlier. It's not just been you; it's been everybody kind of doing their part, doing whatever is needed any given night. Um, how cool has that been to be a part of that where it's you, you come together, there are certain basketball teams where something special happens, and I feel like that's kind of what's happened with this team, and it's a lot of it was that just everybody's just doing their part, whatever is needed. So how, how cool is it to, been a part, to be a part of that? Yeah, I mean, it's, just, it's such a good feeling when you have so many people that can contribute and are, they're all doing it. Like, I don't even think we played to our best ability last night and we're still able to grind out that win. So knowing that we can do it collectively, even if we're not playing our best, is it, it builds our confidence for sure. And then we know if we play really well, it's going to be really hard to beat us. So, so now how do you approach the rest of the season with um, you know still some things left on the table that you guys have absolutely to play for and a couple of big ones at home and then one on the road and then the Big Ten tournament? How do you guys approach this these last few weeks of the season? Yeah, it's just one game at a time. We just got to, I mean, we can't overlook any teams. Obviously, Minnesota's struggling, but we cannot go into that game overlooking them, thinking that we'll just get an easy out. Because every team in the Big Ten is, is going to be a tough game. So, yeah, I think we just got to attack every game like it, like we want to go to the NCAA tournament. It's going to be tough to get there, but it's possible at this point. So every game is super meaningful. Just got just to gotta play like that. I did uh, want to ask you one more thing, because growing up in a basketball household with a coach, was there anything that 
you know, growing up with it and watching it and living in it, but then playing in it that you learned that you didn't know? Yeah, I mean, you just learn a lot being around great coaches like these because they just have such good basketball minds that you see, you kind of start thinking from their angle and see the things that they see. And that that's just kind of made me grow more because I, sometimes I'm able to look at it more from a coaching view versus a player view. And that that's something that's helped me uh, just translate to on court, making a big steal or something when I know like a play is going to happen, like the high low versus Wisconsin. Coaches were telling me that in the huddle, and I remember they'd ran it a few times already, so I knew I was able to get that steal on that. And then just finally, what's it meant to you to kind of be making your own name now? I mean, Husker fans are all over social media. I mean, the way you had some of the loudest cheers yesterday and, and have over the, these last few games, what has it meant to you that they've embraced you and, and you're kind of doing it on your own, even though, I mean, yes, your dad's a coach, but you are making your own mark. Yeah, I mean, that's always been my goal. I've always been known as a coach's son, and that was kind of the thing that I wanted people to not think of, of me as just the coach's son on the team, only on the team, because my dad's the coach. And being able to kind of show people that I do deserve to be here has been the most satisfying thing for me. And get uh, just all the people that are calling out for like nepotism and all that, kind of proving them wrong is my favorite thing about it. Sam Hoiberg, appreciate your time. Let's keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate it, and um, it's been fun. And congratulations on a big win. And like I said, not done yet, right? Yep, absolutely. Thank you so much. All right, for Sam Boyberg, I'm Jessica Hootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Huskers Radio Network Podcast.